Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last summer. Actually, I'm looking for a Batman number 14. Welcome to the Coffee and Comics Podcast. I'm your host, the caffeinated Clinton Robinson. If you're new to this show, the goal is to have a brief little synopsis and discussion of a comic in roughly the span of time it takes to take a nice coffee break. I may not always accomplish that, but I certainly have fun trying. Well, it's October, and that means I need to give you lovely listeners a Halloween-esque episode. Luckily for you, I have just the comic readily available. This time around, it's going to be Vampirella Fairy Tales, number 5, from Dynamite. It has a cover date of February 2015, and was done in conjunction with the 45th anniversary of Vampirella's creation. Writers were Nancy A. Collins and Steve Niles. Art by Jack Jadson and Iman Casalas. Colors by Jorge Sutil and letters by Marshall Dillon. This story picks up from Vampirella Fairy Tales number 4. Throughout the miniseries, Vampirella has been traveling through the fairy tales. I'm not entirely sure why, as I don't have the earlier portions of the story, but we will start from where we are at. Vampirella is shocked when she meets the pun-happy Storyteller face-to-face, only to see that Storyteller looks exactly like her. The encounter causes Vampy to end up hip-deep in alligators in Steve Niles' Swamp Monster retelling of The Frog Prince. It doesn't quite end the way you'd expect, unless you're used to reading Vampirella stories similar to this, of course. Then, in Nancy A. Collins' twisted take on Sleeping Beauty, a major character from the original Warren run is reintroduced, when Vampirella finally discovers the true identity of her mysterious doppelganger. Turns out, it is her nearly identical, birthmarks and hair color are different, of course, twin sister Draculina. Turns out their mother Lilith erased Vampy's memories of Draculina after Draculina attempted to murder Vampirella and Lilith va- banished Draculina into the fairy tales. Draculina reveals that Vampirella had been chosen the keeper of the fairy tales way back when, so she had the power to leave the stories at any time. She returns to the real world, shelving the fairy tales book, with other rare books in her half-brother's library, insinuating that she may want to use it to encounter Draculina again someday. Okay, let's take a quick promo break and come back with my thoughts on this issue. It's midnight, the podcasting hour. From fetid swamps to creepy castles, The Podcasting Hour is your home for horror on the Fire and Water Network. Join me, PJ Frightful, on this quarterly anthology podcast that gazes into the mysterious and terrifying shadows of DC Comics. 
the moon is full and the bell tolls for midnight, the podcasting hour. Well, they always say if you're going to randomly get any part of a miniseries, it should probably be the first and last issues, right? I kind of only got the last issue. But that's okay. It had enough information for me to figure out kind of what was going on without much difficulty. Obviously, there's not really a lot you can synopsize without giving away all the fun and twist endings. Uh, essentially, the you know fairy tales or fairy tales here are takes on uh, traditional fairy tales that kind of take the horror genre a, a little further. So what did I think? Honestly, this issue was a lot of fun. I'm not going to say it was the best thing I've read recently, but it is far from the worst. I really enjoyed the old horror host shtick that Draculina provided as a storyteller. It really gave me a Tales from the Crypt vibe with that terrible yet enjoyable puns that would get flung at Vampirella. The twist on the classic fairy tales are interesting to see, especially if you're a fan of the more monstrous stories out there. The Frog Prince being a giant anthropomorphic frog was a great take, especially when the princess turned on her would-be bow. The Sleeping Beauty riff was kind of obvious, but still enjoyable. I honestly had no clue Draculina was a character from the classic Vampirella stories. Then again, I am, at best, a casual Vampirella fan, so there's lots of stuff I'm ignorant to. The art in this ranges from outstanding to slightly above average. The cover of my copy, there are two covers, features a very sultry vampy holding the fairy tales and giving us a glimpse of what the stories are. While full of sexy pinup cheesecake art, and let's be honest, that had always been an aspect of Vampirella comics, so we're just going to have to accept it. The interior is also full of some really creepy imagery, and gives a sense of horror. The frog print story especially has that gloom and mysterious macabre about it. The Sleeping Beauty take has wonderfully detailed art, but it feels a bit more like a modern stylized comic and less like the classic horror tale it could be. I realize it's supposed to tie in with the ongoing Vampirella title of the time, but it still feels like a missed opportunity to me. All things said and done, this isn't a bad buy from a cheap bin. Unless you are a huge Vampirella fan or looking to complete a run, I wouldn't go seeking out this particular issue, but if you can acquire the full mini for a fair price, it would be a decent read. So I guess despite this issue being rather enjoyable, overall my recommendation is just average. Might be a nice little take for some Halloween reading. Something to get you in the mood for the real horror stories, anyway. And with that, I will take another promo break and be back with some listener feedback. Adventures into the unknown. Forbidden worlds. Out. Skeleton hands. The Vault of Horror, Strange Tales, Journey into Mystery, The House of Mystery, Doctor Thirteen, Witching Hours, Worlds of Fear, 
terror tales. Doorway to Tomb of terror. Strange the twilight zones. Dark shadows. The haunted tank. Eerie. Weird mysteries. Tales of the unexpected. The demon. Monster of Frankenstein. The son of Satan. The living mummy. Tomb of Darkness. Saga of the Swamp Thing. Hellblazer. Preacher. Dark Horse presents. 30 Days of Night. Madame Xanadu. Hack Slash. Lock and Key. Lost. Revival. Providence. Southern Cross. What do these titles have in common? All of them, from adventures into the unknown, to tales from the crypt, to the house of mystery, to the tomb of Dracula, may be found in the long box of darkness. I'm your host, Herman Lowe. Join me every Monday night for a journey into comic book horror as we delve into the secrets of the long box of darkness. Now, is there anything you'd like to add, O oh disembodied spirit? <laughs> the Long Box of Darkness podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Subscribe if you dare, or read the blog at longboxofdarkness.com. Happy Halloween, listeners, and pleasant screams. <laughs> Hey, thanks for sticking around, and thank you to everybody who helped spread word about this show. It really does help the show get noticed, and I do appreciate it a lot. Last episode, which was Paul Hicks and I talking about Legends of the Dark Knight number 214, there were Twitter favorites and retweets from Paul Hicks, Moby One, Dr. Ange of the Supergirl blog Comic Box Commentary, Tim Price, Sphinx Magoo, Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, Bob Rowland, Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop Podcast, Professor Frenzy of the Professor Frenzy Show, Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast, Masters of the Skirtiverse Podcast, Scott X, Soundtrack Alley Podcast, and Chris of Bat Books for Beginners Podcast. On Facebook, we got likes and shares from... Paul Hicks, Mike Garvey, Waiting for Tomb Podcast, Bill Bear, Alan Middleton, Al Sedano, Jerry Green, Gene Hendricks of The Hammer Strikes, and Pat Sampson of The Longbox Crusade Podcast. Sean of Secret Wars and Beyond commented that he loves Deadshot, he loves coffee and comics, and he loves Waiting for Doom. Sounds like some hearty endorsements right there.
No new emails or iTunes reviews this time, so I guess that will do it for our feedback. Please feel free to send emails, write comments, or leave reviews. I love getting feedback, good or bad, and we'll happily read it on the air. So until the next episode, remember that this is the place where the comics are never too old and the coffee is never too cold. This has been a Coffee and Comics production. All material referenced herein is copyright the respective owners and is believed covered under fair use. Feedback can be left by emailing coffeeandcomicspodcast at gmail.com, visiting the website at coffeeandcomicspodcast.blogspot.com, or on Twitter at coffeecomicsblg.